This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. To you. Welcome into the action line from WGNS this morning. We are focusing on Rutherford County, and our county mayor, Bill Ketron, is with us on this beautiful spring morning. Bill, good morning to you. Hey, top of the morning to you, Bart. Good to see you today. You brought your buddy with you. I did. I did. Deputy to the mayor, Steve Sandlin, with us this morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. How are you? I'm doing great. This weather is just phenomenal. It is. Boy. Rutherford County is Beautiful. the place to be. It it's is. the best place in the world. Oh, you better believe it. Uh, as we look at some of the things that are happening uh, all around our community, the courthouse is in full blossom. I mean, it's gorgeous up Thank there. Thank you. Thank you. We're uh, taking a lot of pride in, in that renovation we just did. We get so many compliments every every day. And I think one of the places that people get to look at uh, is during the Saturday Marketplace, which opened this past weekend. That's correct. More and more people got to see it. We have a Friday Night Live around the corner coming up. Uh, just so many opportunities to enjoy the historic yeah, sport. Yeah, I think Experience Church uh, is this weekend. I believe it's this weekend. This weekend, uh, they're going to block off the whole inner and outer square. They'll have a 30-foot stage up there, and, and they'll be, they're anticipating. Thousands. Four, yeah, four or 5,000 people. Yeah. So much happening with yes, our square. Absolutely. And that's for people who have not been, and it's hard to think that they have not, but I hear one or two still have not made it to the downtown area. You need to check it out. You need to come check it out. I mean, the restoration is, is on the outside is really beautiful. Um, we got her back in shape and where she needs to be, and um, people are taking a lot of pride in that. And, uh, and while we're talking about the historic courthouse, we finally got IT moved out of the first floor over on the on the uh, south wing, and uh, they moved across the street uh, just week last week and week before over into the old judicial building. So they're headquartered over there. So we're currently under renovation for those three offices that they occupied, um, and by. I'd say by the end of June, we should have our museum up and ready. All of our display cases have been repainted that we uh, got from the State Museum. Uh, and Dr. West and John Lodel, our county archivist, is going through all the things that will be put in those those uh, showcases. Uh, so we're going to tell the whole story of Rutherford County from, from uh, the Indians through the Revolution, through the Civil War, all the way up to, you know, back in the 60s, we used to be so so large and with Carnation Milk Plant here and, and uh, the Creamery. Um, we had over 300 uh, dairies at one time back in the 60s. Uh, now there's probably zero dairies left except MTSUs. 
Um, Which but, is making up for all the rest of it. Yeah, like. yeah, but their chocolate milk is well worth it. <laughs> yeah, chocolate boy, milk is good. Yeah. It's good chocolate milk. But mm-hmm. uh, all the way up through Nissan coming and how mm-hmm. it revolutionized uh, and changed our community forever and where we are today. So we're going to tell the whole story inside the historic courthouse, and we're excited about that. So when people come up to look at the courthouse that you hear so much about, Mm -hmm. you can also take in some of the local history. That's correct. And, uh, you know, it's going to be open on the weekends, so we're trying to spur tourism to get back downtown and, you know, eating at the local restaurants. We were over at the old bank that we just sold, we, the county, uh, sold the old uh, bank uh, that we had occupied for a number of years. It used to be the old Mid-South Bank or Mercer Bank and Trust, you know, changed names. But, uh, gentlemen, we sold it to the gentleman who owns uh, uh, the club down the street. Yeah, the club down the street. The street. He's yeah. uh, renovating that. And he was Eric McGill. With, yeah, he, Mr. McGill, was, he bought it from the county, and, and uh, he was meeting with uh, some contractors yesterday, a matter of fact. They've totally gone in and cleaned it out. They've got the, the brick walls all the way down. There's arches over the over the windows in that old bank that goes back to the 20s. That's what uh, makes the restaurants so neat. Sure. The the ambiance that they mm-hmm. create with the brick walls and everything. So he's going to put a, a full-service restaurant in there. We're excited about that coming to the square as well. Any idea when that will start taking place? He's working on it. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, he's got some contractors in there now, you know, talking to him about some numbers. So um, I don't know his actual time frame, but... They they were in there the other uh, yesterday actually talking about uh, doing the renovation part. He's already got it gutted, so he's ready to start doing the the fixer up. And one of the interesting parts, and I don't know whether it would suit for a restaurant or not, but down uh, below all of that was a, a, a inner. Uh, Inner sanctum type <laughs> well, there was through the catacombs and, and yeah, the, be the wine dirt. cellar down there, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Go tour the wine cellar, but yeah, there, they, there they actually vault. was a vault. Yeah, uh, there was a vault, vault door down, mm-hmm. and you had to walk through a, a dirt trench to get back to that vault that was used back in the twenties. I mean, that's history. I think that's when probably Al Capone was on his way to from Chicago to to Miami. He'd stop here and stop over at the bank. He worked the bank. <laughs> Take a withdrawal and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> go yeah. out through the tunnel yeah. and come yeah. out over on the other side of Rutherford County. Stop, stop in Mont Eagle and eat, <laughs> yeah. right? That, that restaurant up and there. Girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. And that was all the Dixie Highway. Dixie it? Highway, that's correct. Which, uh, that, that was a big deal to be on the Dixie, chosen for the Dixie Highway to go correct. to your area. Uh, that was a pretty political move. I, I, I don't know that much about it, but uh, obviously somebody had some pull. Yeah, we'll uh, maybe try to de- tell that story as well uh, about how important Check it was. Yeah. I remember Dr. Pittard, who was uh, the vice president of MTSU, uh, Homer Pittard, a uh, well-renowned historian. He's our county historian at one time. And I remember him coming talking about how Murfreesboro back in, back in the day, back in the uh, late 20s and 30s, um, Murfreesboro was known as Little Chicago. Because it was kind of the halfway point between Chicago and Florida, as all the gangsters would would come and go, and they'd stop here in this mid mid area, um, halfway along the Dixie Highway, and there was a lot of prostitution on Maney, uh, and and uh, and some of those homes over there, mm-hmm. and a lot of drugs. So it was uh, 
Now, the Dixie Highway went through the square, didn't it? It went through the square. Which, because they wanted to take the traffic through the correct, business. Correct, and then, and then went on down uh, towards Manchester, went down the old two-lane road. That was it. And, of course, if you go down uh, to through Florida in that area, uh, all the way down uh, to the Keys, uh, you're correct. on the Dixie Highway, and it's marked heavily. Yes. Dixie Highway, famous Dixie Highway. Uh, and, and it's kind of like Route 66 out west. That's you know? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just check, that and you'll be able to see and learn more about that in the Courthouse Museum that'll mm-hmm. be opening. Uh, what do you think, July or so? I, I would say by July we'll be uh, and we'll send out invitations. We'll have it open, uh, you know, some Sunday afternoon. Let people come down and actually see it and tour it. Once we get it set up, we're we're excited about it. We've got uh, things from the national park they're going to put on loan. Things from items from um, uh, Doctor Taubert's uh, his uh, collection of medicine, uh, you know, scalpels, bone saws, bottles that come that he'd been collecting for years uh, over the years that come back from the Civil War, you know, those type of surgical equipment uh, that, that he's collected. He's got paintings. His kids don't want any of this, and so he's worked with Dr. West, and he's going to donate it all to the put it in the historic courthouse. So when we are on the air this time next month, I hope. we'll be... Yes, sir. We'll be able to give you an update of what's going to happen in a few days. Correct. Boy, that's going to be exciting. Well, speaking of exciting, the request for proposals, the RFPs, Mm -hmm. are complete on the waste issue. Uh, how is that looking? I, I know it's uh, everybody's excited. <coughs> well, Bart, we had nine uh, companies that turned in RFPs. Uh, we first put out the RFIs, and we had over 20-something, and then when uh, that was a request for information, and then um, when we put out the RFP, request for proposals, we had nine that came in, one uh, from Europe uh, that came in, uh, and we have narrowed those down. We've listened to all the presentations, and we've narrowed it down to the to the top four. Those top four are uh, waste management was ranked by the commissioners on the uh, Public Works Committee, waste management, Republic, waste away up in Warren County, and then uh, uh, what's the name of the Pratt. company? Pratt recycling out of uh, Conyers, Georgia. And uh, be quite honest, I, I kind of like the Pratt presentation out of all the nine that I saw because they don't do anything with trash. They're strictly a recycler, They and they have an end product for everything that they recycle. They're hmm. the fifth largest uh, manufacturer of corrugated cardboard in the world. So they make all the boxes for Amazon. They make all the boxes for Gosh, uh, AutoZone, uh, on and on. They showed us all the labels that they make boxes for. They take the the mixed paper that we recycle here, and they'll take that and compress it, wash it, etc., and and make it into uh, uh, cardboard. They take the the plastic bottles, say the drinking bottles. They have an end product for that. They they wash them, crush them shred them and then they sell it to the carpet marts markets or manufacturers in northern georgia uh carpets made out of plastic those plastic water bottles is what they're making carpet out of well let's so, let's look at these uh the top four rfps waste management you said was number one number one 
That's correct. And then what is it? They got the most votes? Is that they got the most votes out of the seven members of the committee. Um, and that's we're actually, uh, Bart, tonight we're giving a rundown of, of everything mm-hmm. uh, at the public uh, mm-hmm. works meeting. And so tonight uh, they'll be going, the committee, public works committee, will be going over all these top four and, and what they uh, – what they offered, what they didn't offer, and kind of throwing everything out there. Right. So waste management, number one. Republic Services, number two. Waste Away was yeah. number three. And where were they from? They're up Manchester. in Warren County, okay. um, right outside of McMinnville. And what they do is take uh, they take the waste and, and pelletize or make fluff out of it, but they'll take the the waste and, and, and uh, they send it to this machine that, that cleanses it, it's almost like a a ultraviolet light. It it purifies the waste, no smell or anything, and then they put it into into large pellets that can mm-hmm. be used to to uh, burn in boilers for heat or uh, generate. However, they're having some difficulties with their end products. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they there was a plant that they built down in Aruba on the island of Aruba, and uh, it's been shuttered for about three years because the the Dutch. Uh, government shut them down because they didn't they wouldn't send the trash to them for, for some odd reason i don't i don't know but you know i think it had a lot to do with funding but yeah. i'm not but for sure but yeah. pratt yeah. Uh, pratt is willing to come in here and build a MRF, which is uh, uh and they're, they're recycling they're boxes. recycling they'll recycle paper they recycle glass they recycle plastics uh they have an end product for everything that they re- recycle uh, and willing to work with us, and they'll build their own plant if we'll go into a P3, a public-private partnership, with them. We supply the land. They build the building, you know, to where the trash is dumped on the conveyor belts, and then they, they have pickers as it's going by, and they, they pick out the plastic bottles and pick out the glass bottles and separate them. So would that bring in more jobs? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, yes. Would that one be the one that would bring in the most jobs, or how how do these look as far as bringing jobs? Well, uh, both Waste Management and Republic want to do the same thing. However, uh, Republic, in their presentation on their RFP, said that they would have to build into the waste stream of once the waste stream got to a certain number of, of tons per year, then they would talk about building that type of facility. Uh, we have 20 acres down in, in Florence that we can build a facility on right now, and it's pretty close access to all the interstate, 840, I-24, et cetera. Rail. Rail. Have no uh, – there's there's no – it's already rated or zoned industrial. Uh, there's no smell from, from the recyclables. It's the, it's the live bacteria in the trash that smells. So how many people would facilities like this employ? Probably 100. Okay, so pretty, pretty good jobs yeah. there. They're all kind of running together, but I was thinking that one of them said about 130. But yeah. <laughs> we've been listening to all these RFPs, and it's like, okay, this one does this, this one. And like I said, tonight, Bart, we'll give you more okay. uh, more numbers as far as, like, employees and time frames and money and all that sort of stuff. So it'll, it'll break it all down there a little bit better. But basically it sounds like they all, the top four, all are dealing with, Recycling in Correct. some form. Yes, sir. So nothing went toward uh, the facility that uh, you visited early uh, up in uh, Sevier County. 
Well, uh, composting, a composting facility, uh, you know, they can, uh, waste management can do composting, so can um, uh, uh, Republic. They can they can build those type of facilities, but it costs money and Pratt too, and, and Pratt too. Yeah. But you have to have the flow. That's what people yeah. say that that uh, well, we don't want anybody else's trash coming here. Well, you can't afford to build that type of facility unless there's enough waste stream coming into it. Now, in reality, you can't control whether you have other people's trash. That, I mean, that, that's that a cow private, is already out of the barn. Yes, sir. The the contract that we signed, people don't understand or are not, probably not aware of this, is the contract that when Nancy Allen was county mayor, uh, she signed a contract, or county executive at that time, uh, signed the contract with permission of the commission in 1996 that gave the ability for Rutherford County to to not be charged any tipping fees to take our trash to Middle Point. It was BFI at the time before Republic bought uh, Allied bought BFI and then and then Republic bought Allied. But we can dump for free as long as that landfill is in existence, and they pay the county a million dollars at the end of the year. Is that the end of every year they pay? Yes, sir. Well, it's a dollar a ton. It's a dollar a ton. It, can, it yeah. could be 800 yeah. to a million somewhere. Yeah. It fluctuates uh, based yeah. on that. And the city's tied into that, too. The city has their Memphis own contract uh, as well because they handle all the leachate uh, that uh, it comes from the landfill, and they treat it at the water, at wastewater treatment plant. So one way or another, uh, Republic or whoever follows them uh, in owning Middle Point mm-hmm. Landfill is a part of our community for for decades to come well it, it, for as long as there's space out there and that's why the, the, some people are, are concerned about expanding giving them the authority to expand that however um the uh solid waste regional authority met just last week and they thought that they had the uh, ultimate authority to decide whether to give metal point the ability to expand or not which they really don't it uh in Tennessee code, it has to come back to the uh, county commission uh, to decide that. So why we is just there discovered so much that confusion? I'm sorry. Why is there so much confusion as to who has the authority? Well, uh, as said, stated last week, that's the way we've always done it. And they said, even though that's in state law, uh, Miss Donna Barrett is representing Rutherford County. Uh, she's one of the three representatives that has votes on that, and. And, you know, when she was in the state legislature, she was pretty articulate about uh, uh, drilling down and finding out what state law says. And so this group was not paying attention to state law. Uh, So uh, uh, I think she pointed that out last week, and we'll discuss that next week at Public Works. Right. So uh, it's just a matter of being alert to what the state law is? Correct. Unfortunately, though, there, uh, I say unfortunately, uh, there has been uh, successful ventures in other counties where they have been alert to state law. That's correct. And, and precedence has been set, but uh, nobody saw it. Yes. Uh, from here, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. But uh, we'll work through this. I mean, uh, it's, uh, we have to have some place to take our trash. I mean, it's just a reality of life that... Uh, 
You sure don't want to start piling up on the streets. Oh, no. no. Well, even in California, you know, with their mandates and stuff on recycling, uh, they still have to have landfills because there's there's a certain amount that's still going to go to landfills after recycling. So uh, with one of these choices here, uh, I don't know about waste away, but with one of the other choices, then you would have... Uh, a huge recycling type situation yeah. that would reduce our trash flow into the county and, and thank goodness you know mayor ketron as soon as he came on in september of of um 18 uh you know got the city leaderships and as well as the county commission and went to Sevierville to start looking at uh what are we going to do about our our solid waste issue you know and and that you know it hadn't even come out at that point that um, you know Republic or the state hasn't even said at that point that that you know our time is short you know six eight ten years or whatever I think it was ten years on the table at that time and and the mayor started looking now you know to see that's still okay, short yeah it is still short the time you go through this process and do it right put everything on top of the table. And everybody has the opportunity to come and do an RFI. What is your plan? What is what? What can you do for Rutherford County to to make it better? And we've had some that just had something written down on a napkin, basically, and they were part of that RFI. Uh, they didn't make it to the top four because they they haven't they haven't actually done anything. They just, had a plan. They just had a plan. That's just it. had a thought in their head, you know. So they wrote it down. They wrote it down. And, <laughs> but and wanted us to give them money. And we accepted that. We went, yeah. We wanted everybody to come with whatever plan there was. That's why the mayor wanted to do the RFI uh, and get every piece of information out there, make it available, and throw everything on top of the table, and then do the RFPs and come out here and do this. So we've got some options here to, to, to take our waste stream down as Rutherford County to take it down so – very little from Rutherford County is going to any landfill whatsoever. Now, th- there was conversation early in this process about some of the plans would enable you to take away the hill over in Walter Hill and, and reduce that dramatically. That was, that was actually in the proposal from Republic is the they were willing to uh, come in and mine out our, our landfill, Rutherford County's landfill that has been closed. It's the only thing that separates us between our landfill in the Republic is a fence. So the two land landfills adjoin each other. Theirs has a liner under it. Ours does not. Back in the 90s. And both we, are on the river. They're both on the river. And when we closed ours back in the 90s, we mm-hmm. did not have a liner in it underneath it. Republic said that they were willing to come in and, and mine out all of the, the trash and take away all the dirt that was mm-hmm. put on daily for daily cover, mine it out and recycle it and put a liner in and um, uh, put trash back on top of it. Now, with that... Or just re-cap re, uh, it. I mean, yeah. you know, or just reclaim it, not recap it, but reclaim it, you know, for it to be a park or something one day. Tell you what let's do. Let's pause for just a moment. Then we will begin the next segment, which is the segment where people can call with questions... And I'm sure we've brought up some questions by now. We were just getting warmed up. (laughs) Come on, Mark. We'll continue to warm up. Uh, If you have a question, 
615-893-1450, and you will be next. That's 615-893-1450. Kessling for the tallest tower in the city with that little red light on top. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, and AM 1450. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car, and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to. Curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at demasrestaurants.com. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent sound room with good acoustics. If you want to try out any guitar in the store, if you've got a perfect place to listen to it, compare them side by side, see how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play, a room in the back for drums to give a run-through with cymbals, snares, whole sets. Come in Music World and Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den... Good morning. Traffic still moving right along at this point here on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. Lots of radar out here, and you're going to see more and more of that over the next few days. So make sure you slow it down. Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep of the Sharks, coming up on June 11th. All the details at ripleysaquariumofthesmokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. scattered showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon with partial sunshine developing a high in the upper 80s. Winds out of the southwest around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 67. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. Now, I flew 19 missions. I was on our 20th mission, but I didn't finish the 20th one. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. On the 28th of November, we went to Duisburg, Germany. We went to Kassel, Germany on the 29th, but we didn't go on the 30th. Then on the 31st, we went to Berlin. Now, this was the first time we had fighters escort us. They didn't have a fighter that could carry enough guns to go all the way to Berlin, but we didn't get there. We were diverted to uh, Dalton, spent the night there. Then the next day, we came back from Dalton. Then the next mission we flew on a Sunday to uh, Munich. Then we flew to Leipzig, Germany. We went to Nuremberg. It was a hard one. Nuremberg was a very difficult one. We really got shot up in Nuremberg. 
one plane came in. I mean, he was on our left wing. We were not to the initial point. That's where you start your bomb run. And uh, fighters come in just before you get to that. Quite often, planes, you know, would hit. And I tell you the truth, I was more afraid of that than I was machine guns or flak. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Locally and veteran-owned. Fast and available 24-7. Join the Home Health VIP program at Restoration One for disaster prevention. Restoration One, the water damage experts. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. Welcome back. We are broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Check it out online at willowwindow.pro. That's willowwindow.pro. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Join us if you have a question dealing with any of the issues that we've been talking about this morning. We have a text here from a listener uh, who is commenting on uh, Bill's mention of uh, the dairy farms and things of that sort. Tim and Wayne Sherry still have a dairy farm out on West Trimble Road. Glad to know that. So uh, that's got to be a hard job. Steve grew up milking cows. Yeah, you, yes, but I have given that up, so I, I, <laughs> hopefully y'all don't need any help. <laughs> hats off, that's hats a, off to dairy people. Absolutely. That's a dedicated job. Let me tell you, Bart, if you've never milked cows, it's a hard job. And we milk grade B, about uh, 60 cows, and then Dad decided to go to grade A, built a double six herringbone with pit and whey jugs and everything. They know what I'm talking about. And we milked uh, 225 wow. a milking. So that's morning and night, clean up, feed, farm, put up hay. It was. You couldn't take vacation. Three sixty-five. No, no. I, no. I love my milk, so I'm glad somebody's doing yeah. it. <laughs> Hats Thank off to them. I appreciate their hard work, oh. and I know it's hard work. Uh, but you have to have a heart for that. Absolutely. Did they say this? They were the only ones still left in. No, they didn't say they were the okay. only ones. They said that they are there. Uh, in the dairy business. Okay. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question or a comment, you can talk or text. And uh, all of that is at this one number, 615-893-1450. The request for proposals are complete, and they have narrowed it down to uh, the top four, Waste Management, Republic Services, Waste Away, and Pratt Recycling, all of those dealing with some form of recycling. Uh, one of the other areas that is in our news county-wise uh, is a proposal on six buildings, health and safety buildings. Tell us about that, if you would. <clears throat> Bart, we recently got a grant. It's the uh, American Recovery Rescue Grant. Uh, all counties across the country got this grant, uh, along with uh, many cities. Um, we're going to use part of the grant money to build six new health and safety buildings in our rural areas around the county, Uh, that being uh, Rockville, uh, Kittrell, 
Walter Hill, Christiana, and Almaville. And uh, uh, inside of this building will be a certified tornado shelter uh, in the area. It will have it'll house uh, two bays for fire trucks, and it'll it'll house one bay for two ambulances. Uh, so this is actually it'll come in handy if another outbreak of covid comes back or another variant comes back it'll it'll be centrally focused in the rural areas and we're putting it on uh land that we already own on all of our school properties like at at uh, rockville it's going on the property um where the elementary school is located there's a big field right there and uh, that's where we're going to place these uh, walter hills going next to the elementary school in walter hill Seems so. to be a real effort to make property double use and, and get the real benefit of Bang the Bang for our buck because they're all they're doing is mowing it, and uh, they're not using it for playgrounds or anything else. So that's where we're going to locate these these facilities and and take uh, these services faster response time for fire trucks, faster response time for ambulances, uh, and and uh, last casts is is uh, I forgot to mention last casts they're getting one. They've been wanting an ambulance out there for a long time. As our population grows, and it is growing dramatically, yes, sir. Uh, will will the emergency services need to increase even more? Oh, absolutely, and that's why we're doing this. Uh, we're trying to, uh, you know, for the time an ambulance comes from Eagleville to Rockville or one from the city of Murfreesboro goes to Rockville, you know, if we have one right in Rockville, that's it, uh, two or three minutes makes a difference in saving people's lives. So that's going to be another area to increase. Uh, and there's been conversation on previous shows where you're renovating the uh, the convenience centers, too. How that, is the progress on that going? That will be brought up next week at, at Public Works. Uh, we have uh, four. It's already in design phase. Uh, four of the, of the 15 convenience centers. We'd like to do all 15 of them at one time based on some grant money that we're looking at. But uh, we want to make them... Uh, more accessible, longer hours uh, for people uh, to bring their uh, recyclables, their trash, etc. We want to uh, kind of spruce them up, make them uh, put the word convenient back in the convenience centers. Uh, we want to accept more uh, products. Right now, there, there are some things like mattresses, oil, those type of things they don't accept. And we're we're going to start accepting all those as well. And we have another text here from a listener, a person saying it's good to see that uh, some use is going to the old county building, uh, the old bank on the square. Uh, Are there any plans? What would you like to see used with the old jail building on West Main Street? Uh, the building's gone. Oh, the old, I guess they're talking about the property. Yeah, the property. Uh, we got that before the property management committee and asked them if, if they wanted to sell it. Uh, whatever they want to do with it, their option is to hang on to it, what they decided they, last month. They're wanting to auction in the fall. Yeah, going to auction that off in the fall mm-hmm. and put it back on the tax roll. Mm-hmm. So it will be sold Yes, this this fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, have you had a lot of interest in that? I mean, obviously. We I haven't advertised it. We yet haven't advertised. No. We're going but to get that. I'm sure together. there will be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll be a lot yeah. of interest. I in mean, it. you're talking about a nice piece of land right yeah, there. Yeah, we've that. actually owned that since 1880. Wow. Something, 87, 82, something What like was that. the weather like uh, back then, Steve? 
Uh, it was uh, cold and damp. Okay. <laughs> in the winter and in the summer, it was really hot. In that jail cell, I'm sure. That that was uh, was that the first jail for Rutherford County. If it wasn't as close, <laughs> you know, I, I know the the uh, the historic courthouse. They used the downstairs basement as a jail for the Confederate prisoners. That's on the plaque outside. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, Forrest came and raided the courthouse that day and, and recaptured the prisoners and took them back towards Beach Grove. So the old, the courthouse that we see yeah. now, the basement yeah. was a jail also. Yeah, the Union had occupied, the uh, uh, forces had occupied the grounds of the historic courthouse, and they had their tents. We have pictures of that. Their tents were outside with fortifications around the courthouse. Uh, when you <clears> redo <throat> the courthouse uh for uh, future uses, the the basement area. Have you been down into there? Have oh you yeah, yeah. We cleaned it out. Mm-hmm. We, we did you find anything? We got our maintenance people to go down there and clean it out. And we had uh, we had an old sleigh uh, that we've taken out to the maintenance building. I don't know how long that. I think Main Street bought that old sleigh, but it's an antique sleigh that they mm-hmm. used during the Christmas uh, celebrations on the square. There was a big rat. I know that ran some of the guys out. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, made us really clean that out. I don't know how long it's been since it's been cleaned out, and and it's actually very nice now. So uh, it was. Was it a dirt cellar or? It was a mess. No, it was concrete. Matter of fact, uh, when I remember growing up and riding my bicycle down to the square, that was the the uh, men's restroom. And and yeah, I remember the restroom. Yeah, and and at one time it was uh, it it had a sign that we've got a picture of it in the courthouse right now for. it said colored restroom uh, for those of, mm-hmm. of uh, minorities could only go to the restroom in the bottom. So that, you know, even though that's it's part of our back, bad but history, that's but that's yeah. part of our history. And, yeah. and, uh, so all of that uh, is is right down on the square. And uh, the, the new museum that has been talked about this morning will be opening probably around June or, or July. July. Mm-hmm. So. We'll be looking forward to those days. Uh, as you look at some of the other things happening here in Rutherford County, uh, growth happening, uh, things of this sort. Whataburger coming. That's Yeah, that's big news. I did, we went out and met with the team that Why, came what in is from it Texas. What is Well, you know, I, I, I didn't know it was such a big deal, but uh, the more I started telling people about it, it's almost got a cult following I mean, people talk about they go to Destin and their kids have to stop and eat at a Whataburger. And yeah. uh, I didn't realize it was that popular, but we're getting one. They're going to tear down the old Chicago pizza place on, on Old Fort Parkway. And uh, as they told us last week, they're going to, what, uh, scrape and scrape and build. Yeah, scrape and build. So scrape and build. Is their term what, is, what does that mean? They're going <laughs> to scrape it down. They're going to tear it down, tear it down scrape down, the ground, and build. And build. Build a new building, uh, well, Orange Whataburger. They're they're not huge buildings, no, are they? No, no. So what's a drive-through? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can go inside and eat and yeah. drive-through. I mean, we have to stop at one every time we go to Florida, you know. And uh, it's just a hamburger. Isn't it? Well, I, you know, is this any is, hamburger just a hamburger? I mean, you know, well, <laughs> Buster's is pretty good to me. <laughs> toots, you can't toots, toots yeah, yeah. So everybody's got their own thing, but they got a great breakfast menu too. They were talking. Yeah, about. they were bragging about their breakfast. I don't think I've ever menu. had their breakfast, but uh, they say it's good. You know, so I we love got breakfast. the Whataburger coming, uh, going to scrape it down to the ground. Mm-hmm. The old uh, Chicago pizza place. 
Well, in the Grove, uh, we went out and met with them last week, and uh, Tony and Tony Williamson and her brother. Um, they're not going to scrape that down. No. Well, uh, their plans are right now. What they showed us is they're going to do about a four million dollar investment. They've got a company that's coming in, so they're going to really enhance the Williamson or the Grove at Williamson Place. Uh, they're going to have a, a barn. They're building a new barn right behind it. Uh, the, to put their implements in. They're going to have a petting area, you know, for farm animals that kids can bring in. They're going to bring a lot of buses from kids to come out. A lot of kids have never seen a, a chicken or a goat, never petted one. Uh, so they're going to... Some kids think you get chocolate milk from a brown cow. Well, you know, I, I, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I think one of the great things about the Grove is that it is such a farm green space and it's right across from the avenue two total opposites correct Mm -hmm. it's a nice feel and that's what uh tony and her brother want to try to preserve is is that that what their parents envisioned of of having that green space still available and when will that start happening uh matter of fact they briefed us just last week and uh they're already in the process of doing it. They're building, They're building a, the barn. Building now. the barn right yeah. now. Yeah. So this is going to enable them to continue mm-hmm. doing what they're already doing, but Correct. in a more, more enhanced way. Field. Yeah. With where they're going to build a patio to where kind of like a little coffee shop next to the next to the house mm-hmm. to where you can come out there and sit on a patio, covered patio. Oh, tell them about One Stop. One Stop's moving on. Oh, well, One Stop is yeah. coming along. Uh, we we finally got the green light on that, uh, so we'll start construction probably within the next 60 to 90 days, 60 days. Uh, the One Stop is the where we're moving Lisa Kroll's office to where you get your license plates at the corner of Blaze and Fortress out by Blackman. Because it's like another city on the other side of the interstate. 40,000 people are inhabiting out there. So she'll be in that uh, 4,000 square feet, 6,000 square, 6, square feet. Then we've got uh, a vacant uh, space of building. We haven't determined what to go in there. And then I'm leasing, or the county's leasing, a space uh, to the state of Tennessee, which will be a new um, <clears throat> express uh driver's license express station to where you can go in and get your renewal they'll still have the location over here on middle tennessee boulevard uh, where you go take the driver's test but for all those who already have it and just want to renew they'll have a lot of, of kiosks mm-hmm. where you go in and punch in a number and get your night driver's license renewed okay but now for, they'll stay over here for license plates yes they'll mm-hmm. stay here. Yes, yeah, plus correct. fortress plus you can still that, get it yes because okay. they've already got you know smyrna and Smyrna's a great location also that's helping out there. And then So we'll have three places to get driver's license plates. Yes, That's sir. correct. Okay. And when will that be finished, do you think? Uh, uh, the architect told us about 15 months. Okay. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Talk or text. We will be right back. Don't go away. Have you been getting most of your money advice from your brother-in-law? Maybe you need Dave Ramsey. The Dave Ramsey Show, 1 to 4 on WGNS, Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County. 
but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. With Bell Jewelers, we have the perfect gift for your graduate. Longines and Seiko watches that can be engraved and personalized to any kind of engraved picture frame, charms. We have all price points, Pandora jewelry for your graduate. We have the perfect gift for your graduate. That's Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro, across the street from Toots Restaurant. For 80 years, Roscoe Brown has been the trusted name in heating, cooling, and plumbing for Middle Tennessee homeowners and businesses. Throughout the years, our number one goal has been to accurately assess your HVAC and plumbing systems. With four locations in Middle Tennessee, we provide 24-7 assistance by calling 1-888-MY-ROSCOE. Turn to the experts at Carrier and Roscoe Brown. People you know, a name you trust. RoscoeBrown.com. RoscoeBrown.com. This is Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, WGNS, Murfreesboro. Welcome back. We are broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. You need to check them out online at willowwindow.pro. That's willowwindow.pro. P-R-O. Final minutes now of our focus on Rutherford County. Our county mayor, Bill Ketrin's with us, along with the deputy to the mayor, Steve Sandlin. We were talking just a little bit ago about uh, some of these additional buildings, the safety buildings coming up all around the community, six health and safety buildings. And uh, the conversation came up during the break about will this be pro or negative to volunteer firefighters in the area and what are your thoughts on that it's going to be pro uh, all the way we rutherford county can't afford to uh, at this point to put uh county employees at all these locations so we're going to be dependent upon our volunteer departments so these volunteer like kittrell volunteer fire department Christiana Volunteer Fire Department, uh, Las Casas Volunteer Fire Department are going to be able to move into this brand new facility, um, and it will act as a recruiting tool for those who want to be learn to uh, uh, become a volunteer fire department. Also, in this year's budget, we are proposing a stipend for volunteers to go get trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to pay for their training. To their uh, next level. To the next level from what they currently are. And this gives them um, an incentive to go and get that next level. Because we, we've we've been so dependent on volunteers for so many years uh, in volunteer fire departments. And we need them. We love them. I mean, they, they're the ones that's made our county safe. And uh, the mayor's been behind, um, you know, putting something up and lifting these volunteers up because – uh, you know, everybody's gotten so busy. You know, it really takes two in in the the marriage to make it happen now. If you're going to have the car and the boat and the house and everything, and so the volunteers have just it's just dropped uh, significantly. 
uh, in helping because uh, everybody's working, you know. Everybody works. And uh, so you got that coverage at night, but you might not have that coverage during the day. And so that's where our full-time has been able to come in and help out, you know, in, in daytime and night. But uh, we're hoping that these, these six spots, um, the mayor was saying, that uh, is going to help motivate more volunteers now to come in they see a new facility they see how it is the professionalism there and how well it's you know uh, built and and staffed and and uh, with all the equipment that you need uh, to make our county safer so uh, amlets and in fire so we need uh, we need all those folks here's a text question in says what is going on with the proposed storage place which was being built on memorial close to the va it appears that the work has stopped for several weeks now any idea on that? Storage? A storage building? I'm not sure what that is. A proposed storage place, storage which has been uh, on Memorial close to the VA. I'm yeah, not sure that's what in the is. city. Yeah. It might be I, a city project I yeah. know, or, or a of individual. being built into the city. Oh, yeah, I don't it's a private sector don't company, I would assume. Okay. So uh, as far as uh, private sectors, the ones you've mentioned, are the only ones that uh, we know of at this time. Yes, sir. But uh, it's not a county project. No, yeah. More and more coming uh, as time goes on. This is a fast place. Uh, a lot. I'd like to say something about Memorial Day real quick. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and thanks, Bart. Uh, Memorial Day is is uh, you know it, everybody gets together, hamburger, hot dogs, get together, go to the legs, hang out by the pool, just hang out with family for Memorial Day on that one day. But let us not forget how important it is uh the sacrifices that men and women made for our freedoms in this country it that is so important you know it's it's been said that there are only two forces that uh made the ultimate sacrifice for for us as americans jesus christ was number one and the american soldier was number two so let us not forget that so put your flag out this weekend be proud that we're an American. Be proud for those who, who paid that ultimate sacrifice for us. Uh, and, of course, the healing field flags of that remembrance is, is uh, starting up Saturday through Monday. That's correct. And that's in the field next to First Methodist First Church. First United Methodist Church on Thompson Lane. And correct. that's absolutely free. It is. Go out and, and uh, it, it'll give you cold chills to walk among all those flags. Oh, hundreds of American flags, and these are on... I think eight-foot staffs. They're That's tall correct. staffs. Yes, sir. Uh, and just a wonderful feeling. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a tradition. For it is. And just just adding year. just adding to Bart what the mayor was saying. So many military men and women don't really want to be recognized. You know, they they did something that uh, they felt like they needed to do, wanted to do, and could do in keeping our country safe. But you know, really, our hats off to all the military men and women like the mayor was saying because that's why we can uh, pray when we want come down here and speak on the radio when we want and do the things that we want to do is because they did the ultimate sacrifice as well as keeping this country safe and free and really this is just one time of the year that we nationwide uh, you know this is Memorial Day but really we thank them each and every day very definitely we want to thank you both for joining us and uh, bringing us up to speed on what's happening in this great county, Rutherford County. Our county mayor, Bill Ketron, with us this morning, along with deputy to the mayor, Steve Sandlin. Thank you both for joining us. Have a great Memorial Day, and I'll see you tomorrow right here on your good neighbor station, WGNS. 
Don't forget, later on this morning, we're going to have uh, more of the Spring Fling live coverage right here.